0: The Nationalist Tuesday, the 20th of April 2021. Main stories. Nurse left lying on street for two hours. Ambulance delay meant woman had to lie on wet street after slipping in Boris Village. Article by Suzanne Pender. An injured woman was forced to lie on a wet street for over two hours while desperately waiting for an ambulance to come to her aid. The shocking delay was recounted last week by Councillor Willie Quinn, who angrily remarked that if that's the way the people of Carlow are being treated by the ambulance service, then it's very poor. Councillor Quinn explained that the woman, a local nurse, had been working all day and that evening was crossing the street in Borris to go to the local credit union when she suddenly slipped on a wet manhole. Badly injured, the woman who was in her forties was unable to move, and an ambulance was called. While a number of people came to the aid of the woman, the wet, miserable weather that evening added considerably to her horrendous experience. There was a heavy, horrendous hailstorm that evening, and the street was wet, and the poor woman had to lie there on the street for two hours, while the ambulance came from Turles, said Councillor Quinn. I thought Leash or Carlo Ambulance serviced us, that an ambulance had to come from Turlus and the woman had to wait two hours, that needs addressing, and addressed quick, fumed Councillor Quinn. If that's the way the people of Carlow are being treated by the ambulance service, then it's very poor, he added. The incident took place on the main street in Burris on Friday, the 2nd of April. It is understood the woman is now making a full recovery, but the family are keen to highlight the appalling delay in the ambulance service. When contacted by the Nationalist to respond to the ambulance's extraordinary delay, the National Ambulance Service, NAS, stated The HSC NAS cannot comment on individual cases to protect the patient and their confidentiality. Maintaining confidentiality is not only an ethical requirement, it is also a legal requirement as defined in the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, along with the Data Protection Act's 1988 to 2018. In this case, a responding emergency vehicle en route to the scene was allocated to a higher acuity call, and the next closest available resource was dispatched to the scene, which was an emergency ambulance, a Carlo crew. Councillor Quinn has called on members of the HSE South to raise the ambulance delay at their next meeting. It's crazy the length of time the woman had to wait. It's just not good enough, said Councillor Quinn. 11 Jobs Go As Thermo Air Closes. Article by Suzanne Pender. One of Carlo's last surviving foreign direct investments, FDIs, from the 1980s has closed with the loss of 11 jobs. Thermo Air Ireland Straw Hall Carlo has closed after more than 40 years in the town a devastating blow to its 11 loyal employees, many of whom have given decades of service to the company. It is understood that at the end of February, shareholders placed Thermoware Ireland into temporary liquidation, then five weeks later announced the decision to permanently close the company. It's enormously disappointing, especially for people who have given their entire working life to it, stated one source. To lose that level of expertise and skills in the current market, well, it's very sad. Both Carlow County Council and IDA Ireland have been an enormous support to thermo Ireland over the years, but its demise now marks the end of the FDIs that Carlow attracted during the 1970s and 80s. The Thermo-Air Group was founded by Dick Honing in Huysen, Holland in 1947 with Carlo becoming its first international expansion back in 1980. Formation of Thermo Air Ireland was followed by the fan manufacturer Imofa in 1987 on the same site. Thermo Air's parent company is Honing beheer a private family-owned holding company based in the Netherlands, which has 10 companies in the UK, Netherlands, France and Ireland. Mr. Honing died in 2019, and the company is now headed by his daughter, Juliet van der Ham. The Carlo-based company specialized in the design and manufacture of bespoke air handling units and innovative air movement systems. The pandemic has led to a greater emphasis among pharmaceutical and food production companies and data centers to review and upgrade their ventilation systems, seen by many associated with thermo air as a real opportunity for growth. Sadly, it was not to be. Commercially, the company's 13-acre site is now seen as prime location within the environs of Carlow Town. The Nationalists contacted both the appointed liquidators to Thermo Air and the legal firm representing the company for comment, but none was available. Battle lines drawn over Wind Farm on Mount Leinster. Article by Michael Tracy. Coilse has appealed a decision to refuse planning permission for its proposed wind farm in the Blackstairs Mountains as the local community pledged to continue to fight the proposal. Coilche lodged a planning appeal last week with on board Planala, the ABP, against a decision by Carlo Planners to refuse permission for seven wind turbines with a maximum blade tip height of 178 metres in the townlands of Rossacurra, Cranmore, Kilbranish, North law Rahin Lee and Eclare. Billed as the Crohan Wind Farm project, the Save Mount Leinster SML Group says it will destroy the jewel in the crown in County Carlow. Carlow County Council refused the application in March on the basis that it would likely threaten protected habitats and have a negative impact on biodiversity and local landscape. The council added that Kielta did not satisfactorily show that the local road network could handle the volume of heavy goods traffic expected during construction. In its appeal, Kielta said it is critically important to develop wind energy in Carlo to meet regional and national renewable energy targets, and asked ABP to balance that against potential local impacts. Kielta pointed out that Carlo has a disproportionately low rate of wind energy production and has transmission capacity which it says is vital to meeting targets set down by the country's national energy and climate plan. Peelche said there is a need for each county to develop wind energy if a target of 8.2 gigawatts of onshore wind is to be met by 2030. It says there is a precedent for a wind farm in the area at the Green Oak Wind Farm. It also claims that tourism will benefit from the development with an upgrade to the 2.74 kilometres of existing forest tracks and paths, while the local community would benefit from a 200000 a year community fund. Joe Kerwin, chairperson of the SML Group, said Coeltya appeared to be commercially rather than environmentally motivated. He said Coeltya has not considered the damage that such a large-scale industrial development would do to a preserved area with rich biodiversity. Mr. Kerwin said, We agree that renewable energy is the only way forward, but this cannot be taken as a standalone issue and has to be considered alongside other environmental impacts. Climate change and biodiversity are inextricably linked, and Kielte has not demonstrated that its climate solution will not have an adverse effect on the local population and biodiversity of the area. He added, this area is one of the few remaining areas of unspoiled wilderness in the region and an asset to Carlo in terms of its glorious landscape, a recreation area, a tourist attraction and an important biodiversity hub. This unique environment cannot be replaced once destroyed, whereas the wind turbines could be repositioned to have a far smaller environmental impact. A total of 3,050 supporters have taken part in the SML campaign. While almost three hundred various submissions against the project had previously been made to Carlo planners. The SML Committee is preparing a challenge to the Kielta appeal to onboard Planola. They are hosting a virtual Zoom town hall meeting this Thursday, the twenty second of April at eight pm, and all who wish to find out how to help can check out www.savemountleinster.com. On board Planala aims to make a planning decision within 18 weeks of the application. Old Sugar Factory site could be a major tourist attraction. Article by Joe Barrett Councillors from the Carlow and Leash sides of Grey Cullen agreed that the Old Sugar Factory in Carlow could be an ideal site to develop a tourist attraction for both counties. The matter was raised at the annual get together of councillors from Carlo and Greg Cullen municipal districts. Leash Councillor Ashling Moran said there was an opportunity for both districts to attract visitors to the area if the Barrow Blue Way was extended across Leash to St. Mullins. Carlo Councillor John Cashin said there's a bit of a misconception out there that Carlow rejected the Blue Way. On board Planola, the ABP rejected it. Leash Councillor Podrick Fleming said there's a perception that Carlo doesn't want it. There's great potential down the road to attract people with it. Can Carlo go at it again? Carlo County Council Director of Services Michael Rainey said that any proposed development of old Greencore Sugar Factory site would need to be a joint venture by both local authorities. He said that it was still Carlo's intention to proceed with plans to develop the Blue Way which will be discussed with Waterways Ireland in an attempt to progress the issue. Carlo Councillor Ken Murnane said I can assure the Leash Councillors that there's a lot of support in Carlo for the Blue Way. Would it be possible that we set up a subcommittee with Leash and Carlo Councillors to talk about the Blue Way and Green Core site? asked Councillor Moran. Carlo Councillor Adrienne Wallace said there's still a lot of opposition to the Blue Way from environmentalists. I don't think we should run away with ourselves thinking that the Blue Way is back on track. It's not a done deal yet. Councillor Moran said, I'm all for the environment, but we have to move with the times. There's huge benefits from the Blue Way such as bike shops, restaurants, fishing and so forth. Councillor Murnane said, We have an anti-Blue Way stream out there that's not as big as people believe. Councillor Fleming said, by the time you get a plan in place, it'll be a long, long way away. Carlo, Councillor Andrea Dalton suggested that work could be started on a blue way that wouldn't damage the river and that the blue way doesn't have to be a hard surface. Councillor Wallace said that sections of the blue way were special areas of conservation and that large parts are inaccessible to a lot of people no decision was taken at the end of the debate on whether or not to form a subcommittee to look at both the blue way and the sugar factory site but councillors agreed to raise the matter at future meetings